the most effective way to grow your personal brand and business is to dive right in and not wait until you're ready. You will never feel ready. In fact, I'm all for launching or selling something before you've even created it. And I want to explain why I do this and why I will always do this first when launching something new in this episode. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. In the last episode, I told you all about how I beta launched my personal brand photography course before it was even created and sold just over $70,000 of a course that didn't exist. If you haven't listened to it, definitely go check it out now because there's tons of tactics and strategy in it that I think you're going to find insanely useful in launching your own products or doing a beta launch. But I wanted to address in this episode why I am such a fan of beta launching. And I I know that it's kind of scary and it might seem weird to sell something before you've even created it. But after having done it, I will never do it any other way again. In fact, the funny thing is the mastermind I'm in with Stu McLaren, people call me the beta launch queen because I get an idea and I'm like, oh, let's launch it. Let's see if it works, if it's right for my business model. But I just move fast. And in part, it's because I've got six kids. If I waited for everything to be perfect, nothing would ever get done. And in part, it's because when I get excited about something and I know it's going to change lives, I don't want to wait for people to get these results. Like I want to get the word out now. I want them to see those results. So anyways, let me explain why this is the only way I want to move forward besides just that. So this whole beta launch experience was a huge whirlwind event. So I used Facebook Live quite a bit. Now people were more engaged than I've ever seen in anything I've ever offered during this beta launch course, this beta course as I ran it. So I had over 16,000 comments in just six weeks from only 167 people. It That means it was like, what, a hundred or a thousand comments, no, must've been a hundred comments per person. I'm doing the math quick in my head. I do have a math degree, but I'm better doing math with letters than with numbers. So bear with me here. <laughs> um, the beauty of doing this in this Facebook group together and me delivering the content via Facebook Live was that we got to co-create the course together. I was literally implementing this in my own business as I was teaching other photographers to do it. And it was super conversational in the way that we delivered the content since it was done during Facebook Lives. They could comment to me. They could ask me questions. I could clarify things. Not only that, but it was super flexible for me as I created the course. At the beginning of every week, I would kind of outline, because I had a topic for each week, and then I would outline the main lessons that I was going to teach, and I would actually write the lesson outline right before teaching it live, and then see where it went, like see what questions people were asking, and it really was so helpful to see what wasn't clear to them and where they needed more help. And for example, one of the things that came through this was, I, this wasn't even on my radar screen, but a ton of people were asking, well, what do I call this new 
business of mine. Like they were adding a branch to their existing business or they were pivoting out of a different type of photography. And they're like, do I use my same name? Like, what if it's about newborns? Or, you know, how do I name this new thing that I'm offering? How do I name the personal brand photography branch of my business? And like, I'm like, that wasn't even on my radar. I would not have even thought to do a lesson on picking a name for their business. Because for me, I had an obvious answer. I knew how to approach that. But for them, they weren't sure exactly what was best. And so it, it didn't even dawn on me that I needed to do a lesson on that. So during you know that first week, I paused what I thought I was doing and then added in a lesson about how to pick a name for their business, even though most of the people taking the course were already established business owners in the photography industry. So that was really helpful for me because I know that the final course that I created once I got past the beta course and re-recorded it was so much better because I knew that I was hitting on topics they actually needed to understand and I knew what they needed more information on. So everything was kind of last minute and flexible, but it was such a cool thing to do it this way. And by the end of the course, I really understood their needs and I understood the market better by doing it this way. I had so much insight at the end of those six weeks, way more than I ever would have had if I had pre-created the course and recorded the course first and then put it out there. When I eventually re-recorded the course, I made it more succinct and clear. I reorganized the content to make it more streamlined. I took out all the rambling because I allowed myself to ramble a little bit here and there to really explain things. It was just so much better because I had already worked intimately with these 167 people and I knew that this was going to be more um, effective and easy to implement for future students. So... Not only that, but doing live video allowed me to test some of my theories about growing a personal brand, which is why you're here, right? This personal brand journey, coming on it with me. And so I had already started studying about this. I got a little derailed with actually implementing because this course came up and I I really dove in with everything because I was so excited about it. But it allowed me to test things. So for example, I really tried to embrace my quirks. You know, I have six kids. I ha- Sometimes they'd come in and peek at me and ask me questions or whatever during, you know, when I was teaching stuff. Sometimes it was my little toddlers, you know, so thankfully they were always dressed. That's not always the case in my, my house. <laughs> um, I also was, you know, I was honest about them. Like, I... I don't even remember how this came up, but I I don't buy my own clothes. I, my husband buys my clothes, and I know this sounds funny, but I have no sense of style. I don't really care what I wear, and it's, it's awful. He does such a great job of picking stuff that's comfortable, that looks good on me. Like he He's just way better at it than me. I like wool, and I've got these long monkey arms, so I'm super picky about the shirts that I wear, and I don't like the feel of polyester and kind of I'd rather have like five shirts that I wear every week over and over and over again and uh, then have like a hundred different outfits or whatever. So I was showing them that it's so bad that I keep wearing these same shirts over and over again that I get holes in my elbows. And so I'd show them the holes in my elbows and it got to be this running joke. And I, I had assumed and been seeing that people who share those weird little quirks with others, uh, that it that it builds connection. And it did. It was so fun to be able to test stuff in this atmosphere where I knew these videos weren't going to be out there forever. They weren't available to everyone. And I could really see if, you know, sharing some of these things was going to help build that connection. So, uh, you know, I talked in the last 
episode all about how we had a family emergency in the middle and nobody got angry about it because they had that connection with me. And the engagement was so high, which really helped me build that personal brand and build the connection with them. And not only did it build connection, but it it encouraged them and it seemed to motivate them to actually implement the content as we were doing it and get results faster. And they really banded together to support each other in this experience. And that's kind of the other thing that I really loved about this is that I realized how valuable shared experiences are. They're super powerful. That original beta group of photographers bonded more deeply with each other and with me than any other course I've run or been a part of. In fact, I'll tell you how I leveraged the shared experience even more in my business in an upcoming coming episode, because that was a huge factor in how I launched the course again a few months later in August, actually for the third time. So the other benefits of beta launching, besides being able to test all this personal brand stuff and see if I could play around with what worked to grow connection or not, was that I had a bunch of money up front that allowed me to invest in the course right away and get paid during the creation instead of creating it for free and hoping that somebody would buy it, right? So I was able to buy transcripts, hire somebody to do summaries for people. Um, I had I hired my friend Lindsay to help go through the group and collect all the questions people were asking, what their hesitations and objections were, um, finding their success stories. And basically, she took all of these things and then she did a full course audit at the end of the course and helped recommend areas where I should you know, improve the content, uh, maybe reorganize things. And she gave me this beautiful document with all the success stories that I could use to promote the course in the future when people wanted to know what the course was like. And I wouldn't have had the money to do that if I hadn't beta launched. I would have had to have waited until I'd done a launch like of the full course and then paid somebody to do it after the fact. So having that money um, allowed me to do that faster and better. I also had the money available to pay for a videographer to record pro, like a professional level of the course after the beta course was done. And I could spend more on Facebook ads so that the next time I launched it, I could increase the results that I had already been getting. Facebook ads were a great way for me to help scale it even more. And each time I've launched, it's been significantly higher each time. And the more money you make, the more you can reinvest and you can leverage that to make a greater return. So it's kind of like trading pennies today for dollars tomorrow. It's just this way you get your pennies faster so you can reinvest them into the process and you know start making way more money way, way quicker. So I was able to grow so much faster in the first year than I ever would have been able to if I had waited to have it done. Like, I know for me, there would have been no urgency to complete that course. And I probably would have just launched it a few months ago, which would have been at least six months after the fact, because that spring was crazy. If I didn't have that pressure to get it done, I totally would not have done it that quickly, for sure. It was definitely a, like a lot of work on my part. But it was worth it and it got it done and it just accelerated the speed at which I could get results and make an impact in my industry. So the other thing was that this was such an incredible experience that everyone was like, well, what do we do next? How do we keep doing this? How do we keep working together? They wanted more. So I did another beta launch. I'm like, well, 
You know, I had run, I actually was, I had just announced to a former membership that I was running that was for any kind of photographer in any kind of niche that I was going to be closing that membership and focusing solely on personal brand photography. That's how committed to this I was. And that was a really hard decision because I was super close with the people in that membership. And I had, like, I really felt like they were friends and it felt, I cried. I cried. Let's just be honest when I told them that I was going to be closing it. But that membership, the one hard thing about that was that I was always on the content treadmill, as Stu calls it. And I was always having to create more content. And I just never got very good at batch creating and doing it in advance. And it was always kind of a burden. And there was just so much that I was giving. And so I was hesitant to start another membership, if I'm honest, because, or, and I didn't want to do another course after this. I'd given them what they needed. They wanted help implementing and implement, and like getting feedback from me. And, and the only way I could see doing that was a membership. So I took some time and thought through what I could offer. And I, I decided that in order to take the time to do that away, because it's taking time away from, you know, promoting the course and really getting that going and really getting it going fast, I had to make, I wanted to do this high-end membership, which for photographers, I was going to do $200 a month. I was going to have some coaching involved and whatever else. And so I put this offer together and basically I put it into the group. I didn't do a lot of sales for it. I just said, Hey, I know you guys want something more. Like people were really excited about a membership, about working with me on an ongoing basis. I didn't want to do one-on-one coaching. I've never found that that's um, my... Like I can coach people, but I can make so much more of an impact if I do stuff online that that I just I never wanted to sacrifice easy money through coaching for the huge impact that I could have through doing a course or something. So so I just said, well, if we're gonna do it, we'll do it this way. But here's what it is, here's what we'll offer, two hundred dollars a month. But we need twenty people for it to be worth it for me to put the time in to create a website and create the portal and to start this coaching program with you. And so I just put it out there. I said, I need to know by this date. If you are in, I didn't even create a sales form or anything. I just said, if you're in, post in the comments below, but only post if you are absolutely 100% saying that you would put the money down the moment you type that so that it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'd love that. And then they never sign up because when you ask for money, (laughs) people change their minds quickly. So I'm like, if you put your name in this list, you will be expected to pay this money. And I think we, and the people who wanted to do it, we're doing the promotion for me. They were trying to rally the troops, but we only got eight people interested. So I just said, okay, guess we're not doing that. I'll try and come up with something different, but for now, we're just going to table the idea. I'm going to focus on other things. So the beautiful thing about this was that I didn't build out a single thing or take time building something that nobody actually wanted to invest in. It was a great offer, but it wasn't an offer they wanted. And it wasn't it would not have been profitable long-term because there just wasn't enough interest. Like very few people wanted it. And I knew that to make it worth the time and effort, I would need more than that. And so I didn't waste any time on it. That was the beautiful thing. I can put out an offer, see if people want it. And I didn't, I mean, all the time and money I would have wasted in the past building this, hoping and then trying to market for this thing and not to not get the results. Like, They knew me, they knew what I could offer, so I didn't have to have that long sales runway. And it was just a great litmus test to say, oh, nope, that's not the offer for my market. And that's okay. It wasn't a failure. It was a it was kind of a relief to say, I'm so glad I just did it this way. So when you beta launch, if you don't get the response you need, man, think of all the time and money and effort you just saved yourself offering something to a market 
that doesn't want it. Like that's why people fail and they quit and they give up is they put all this time and an effort and then they don't get the money back they expect to. And they don't, it just is so slow to grow because their offer isn't right. When you find the right offer, man, you just, it's easy. It is easy. The hard part is knowing your audience well enough to give them the right offer. So in fact, the next time I ran the course, and I I did a replay of the beta course. So the second time I launched it, it was just the same videos again. It was just a replay this time and at the $1,000 price point that I told people that I would do. But after that was done, I actually launched a lower priced membership of only $49 a month. And I had a huge response. 25% of the people who had gone through the course either during the replay or the original beta course signed up to join. And it was much more sustainable for me. It was a great way. uh, The way I structured it and the offer for how I did it was different than the original one. And it was just so much at that point, like I knew that I had found what my audience really needed. It was the same people. It was just my offer was better. So it helped me really get to know people and talk with them and figure out what the best offer for them would be to have ongoing help from me long term. So that was really, really key for me. So yes, I know it's super stressful to have to create something like on a timeline after selling it to people. And you know, if you sell something that's not done, there's definitely the stress to create it. But for me, I find that super motivating and it makes me get it out the door because if I don't have deadlines, I do. I fall into that trap of perfectionism and I tend to want to do more or learn more or add more. Having those deadlines helps me take actual action that gets results. Just like our clients need deadlines. They need a cart close so that they actually decide to sign up and make it happen, right? So all you have to do is instead of like worrying about it all, not being perfect or not being as good as you want it to be, just tell them that. Just say, hey, I'm creating this. It's going to be a rough around the edges a little bit this first time and it's going to be live and whatever else, but it'll be better later and you're going to help me create that and just be clear about what it is. And I talked about that more in the last episode. I personally think that it's far more risky to create a product first and hope that somebody will buy it later than to test it by beta testing and finding out for sure. Is it a good offer? Is it not? I would have wasted so much time and money creating a high-end membership that nobody would buy when instead saying, okay, well, that isn't what they want. Doing some research, finding out what they want, and then selling them that was a huge hit. In fact, I think my conversion rates the last time I ran the course, because it's only open to people who take the course, then they only have a window after the course is over to sign up for it. It was like 33 or 35%. It was something in the 30s percentages uh, that was really high. I mean, that's a huge conversion rate. So I was very, very happy with that. And that's what's going to happen when you have the right offer. It's going to be very easy to sell. This experience totally validated that what I believe would help build connection between people and build a personal brand was actually working. And that was cool too. And it made me that much more excited to dive in with this podcast Unfortunately, it was several months later when I finally had the time to do it because I was so sucked into creating this course and really helping get personal brand photography out there. But this beta launch was the start, this original one, not the one I was just talking about, but the original beta launch of the personal brand photography course was the start of a huge shift for me and my business. By niching down very specifically everything became so easy. By having something new that not everybody else was selling, it was just, it was 
so easy to sell. It was just like, oh, I do remember how to do this online marketing thing. And it was really validating because my confidence had really been shaken after like we started to see sales decline a little bit over the last few years. And I talk about that in previous episodes. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen from the beginning and you'll kind of hear my story of the last couple of years and where I've been. So my launches just kept increasing in success each time I offered the course. And I've got lots and lots of tips and strategies I want to share with you about all of that, as well as I've got some of the more emotional stuff that happened behind the scenes recorded throughout the year. I'd actually pull out the podcast recording equipment that I had and record as I was going, even though I hadn't launched my podcast yet, because I knew that I wanted to eventually share some of that stuff with you. So that's coming up. There were also a few big breakthroughs that happened in this past year. And I recorded my thoughts and feelings during those times as well. And I absolutely cannot wait to share those things with you too. But here's the thing. Sharing business tips is really safe for me. And it's really easy. Um, I've been wanting to share more and more because I want to help you grow. But I've also kind of been using that excuse to avoid sharing some of the more personal topics that I really am committed to sharing with you and I don't want to neglect. So I'm actually going to take a little detour and share some of those in the next episode or two. So if you found this helpful, if you are enjoying this podcast, would you please take a moment right now and leave a review for me? Um, If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe as well. And again, you know, I feel like I say this every episode, but it really means a ton to me if you would share with anybody you know who might find this podcast helpful. So thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen All you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com and have a great day. Thanks for listening.